The reading is from John chapter 21, verses 1 to 19. Jesus and the miraculous catch of fish. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples beside the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And as they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realise that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat. You will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have caught. Simon Peter climbed aboard and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all these things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. This is the word of the Lord.
Well, good morning. I don't know about you, but um, I've got a bit of a soft spot for, uh, for Simon Peter. Although, uh, to be honest, he is a bit of a one-man disaster area at uh, various points in his life, isn't he? And um, at this particular point in Simon Peter's life, he had plenty of cause to be down on himself. The confident, uh, some might say rather arrogant fisherman had fallen from grace and he'd had a fortnight to forget. I don't know if anyone's ever had a, a week or a fortnight they'd rather just put behind them and, uh, and forget completely. He'd been uh, reprimanded by Jesus for taking matters into his own hands and resorting to violence to try and protect Jesus. You may remember the story, he cuts off the high priest's servant's ear. He'd hit absolute rock bottom when he denied even knowing Jesus, despite Jesus' warnings that that is exactly what would happen. Jesus had then been cruelly executed before his very eyes, leaving him feeling empty, abandoned, and alone. And then, the worst thing was, well, maybe not the worst thing, but his mate John had shown him up by beating him in a sprint race to the tomb to clear up a bit of confusion as to exactly what had happened with Jesus' body. And now he'd even lost the knack of catching fish, the one thing that he was supposed to be really good at. And so there were plenty of reasons for Simon Peter to despair of life, to wallow in his own uselessness and to give up hope. How could he ever make amends to Jesus? Or would he carry around forever a loser tag? If someone lets us down, we can often struggle, can't we, to um, trust them again. Why should we? We need to protect ourselves, after all, from further pain. And Jesus had every right to give up on Simon Peter. He could have just said, well, I knew I was taking a risk. Hasn't really worked out. Let's just move on. Maybe I'll just put it down to a bad judgment call in the first place. And yet, Jesus didn't give up on him at all. And in this scene, we encounter a radical forgiveness and renewal that gives hope to every single one of us. But before we look at Jesus' words of healing and commission, let's take a note of the setting of this particular incident because there are rather a lot of parallels from earlier points in Simon Peter's life. If you remember, Jesus had first called Simon Peter by the Sea of Galilee. And here they were, back by that same expanse of water. Many of the same people are there, some of his friends, some of his colleagues as fishermen, they were there as they had been when they'd first been called by Jesus. A charcoal fire is burning. And the last time a charcoal fire had burned, Simon Peter had denied Jesus three times. Jesus' initial call to Simon Peter was, follow me. And that is a call that's repeated here. Three times Peter had denied Jesus. Three times Jesus asked Peter a crucial question. Everywhere around, there are reminders of Peter's frailties. And yet, rather than condemning and humiliating him, Jesus restores him and commissions him for greater things. 
Because of the way uh, our world works, it would have been easy to anticipate a good telling off or worse for Simon Peter. If you'd think if he'd been in the work environment, uh, certainly disciplinary measures would be taking place. Maybe it would be immediate dismissal. But with Jesus, there is no condemnation. And the forgiveness enacted on the cross at Calvary is demonstrated powerfully in this exchange. Let's have the next slide, please. Jesus' question of Simon Peter reveals the key to moving forward. Simon, son of John, do you love me? And three times Jesus asks the question, three times Simon Peter responds. When we let God down, in the words of one of the confessions, whether it be through ignorance, through weakness, or our own deliberate fault, that is the key question that God asks of us. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Paul, conveniently son of John, do you love me? Rachel, daughter of Mary, do you love me? Jesus knew Simon Peter's heart and he knows mine and he knows yours. He knows that we will get it wrong. Perhaps we'll get it badly wrong like Simon Peter did. But we don't need to wallow in our wretchedness we're given the opportunity to simply start again, alive in the grace of God. And as we say that we love God, as we respond to that question, there are elements of sorry, a thank you, and of please. A love that regrets our past failings and turns from them, a love that rejoices in God's mercy, and a love that asks for his ongoing help. I've had a, a few days off in this last week. Next slide, please, Daniel. And um, I was travelling backwards and forwards up the M4 a couple of times for various reasons. And um, was switching, flicking between radio channels, trying to find something interesting. In fact, there's quite a lot of good stuff on this week. Monday morning I was dri uh, driving somewhere, and there was a really good article about street pastors on um, Radio 5 Live. And for about 45 minutes, there were interviews with various people involved with street pastors' ministries, and so they came across superbly. But uh, on Wednesday, when I was again travelling up the M4, um, there was an interview on Premier Praise, one of the Christian radio stations, with a guy called Justin Reese Larkham. It's this guy here. He grew up in a loving Christian home. He had a uh, faith of his own at that stage. And he rose to the rank of major in the British Army. He was very successful. But then, by his own admission, he pushed God away through arrogance and pride when he found financial success in the world of business. Now, in worldly terms, he had everything. He had a loving family, loving wife, children, material wealth, security, good reputation. But through a variety of circumstances, he became increasingly self-reliant, and he started gambling. First of all, at a very low level, the odd few pounds here and there on the horses. But over time, he got himself into ever-deepening debt. And as a result, he lost his life savings, his home, his wife, and access to his children. And in the depths, he cried out to God. 
And he said this, the God of grace heard me when I cried out to him in desperation and he restored my life. There was plenty of regret, plenty of self-recrimination, plenty of soul-searching, but ultimately the question God was asking of Justin was, do you love me? Despite all the things that have gone wrong, do you love me? No condemnation, just a fresh start. He had to bear the human consequences of some of the poor decisions he'd made, but he found through God a renewal and a fresh commission. Back to the other slide, please, Daniel. Jesus asked the question of Simon Peter three times. He does that, I'm sure, to replicate the denial, but also to emphasize the significance of the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? That was not a question to be answered glibly, and it never is. A positive response to such a question, do you love me, has consequences and implications. If we're saying yes, it calls for change. A turning from things which undermine our love for God and a renewed commitment to seeking after him. And what's true for Simon Peter, what's true for Justin, is true for us. Whether we've made massive misjudgments or lots of tiny ones, God sees a future for each of us. Simon Peter is better equipped to be the shepherd leader of the early church because of his experiences, because of his vulnerability and his frail humanity. It's interesting, isn't it, that when uh, Jesus first calls Simon Peter, he says, I will make you a fisher of people. You'll be one who takes my good news to others. This time, his commission is to feed my lambs, to take care of my sheep. He's taking on a different type of responsibility. He's still called to be a fisher of people, but now he's in a better place, actually, to lead Jesus' people. Because he's learned so much through the ups and downs of life, what it means to be a follower of Jesus and to truly love him. Justin Rees Larkham puts his negative experiences to good use by now supporting others in similar circumstances and by writing and speaking of God's healing and God's renewal. There's a new humility about him. For each of these two men, the strengths of their driven and competitive personalities are put to good use, are redeemed by God. There's redemption and a fresh start. And we see in this that Jesus is not so much concerned about the past, but about his present and about his future. And so he reissues his call to Simon Peter and to us. Come, follow me. That's the call we're asked to heed this morning. Men and women, young and old, the call of grace that says, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? Dave Hopwood um, writes many uh, poems and uh, sort of narrative pieces 
which help us to reflect on some of the gospel passages. I just want to read his reflection on, these, on the words from John 21. He's entitled it Fresh Start. You may want to just uh, close your eyes just to focus on these words. The reminder of Jesus' call to Peter, but also his ongoing call to us. When Jesus met Peter on that beach, after Peter denied knowing him three times, Jesus didn't confront him and make him feel small, hold a grudge for years, ask him to grovel and plead in the sand, order him to work hard for his forgiveness. When Peter met Jesus on that beach, after he had denied knowing him three times, Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? And then he gave him a new start, a fresh beginning. Come, be my disciple, he said. Follow me. When we meet Jesus each morning after another day of ups and downs, Jesus doesn't confront us and make us feel small, hold a grudge for years, ask us to grovel and plead in the sand, order us to work hard for our forgiveness. Instead, Jesus asks us again, do you love me? Even with the little love we have, and he offers us a new start, a fresh beginning. Come, be my disciple, he says. Follow me. Lord, we ask that you would help us to hear and to heed your call this morning. Despite our failings, despite our inadequacies, thank you that you ask us that same question, do you love me? And that as we respond, we can know your forgiveness, your renewal, and the fresh commission to live for you day by day. So strengthen us, Lord, that we might indeed respond in a positive manner to all that you ask of us. In Jesus' name. Amen.